Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org. is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. So New York is threatening to fine people $250,000 if they don't address a transgender person appropriately. Thanks for listening tonight. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, every some 4 to 5 p.m. And you can the world at am1170theanswer.com. My website is educateforlife.org, and we're live tonight. If you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. The phone number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. And uh, I want to go right into this article. Uh, Did you call a transsexual person he or she when they preferred to be called Z? According to a newly updated anti-discrimination law in New York City, you could be fined $250,000. In the latest astonishing act of political correctness, the New York City Commission on Human Rights has updated a law on discrimination on the basis of gender identity or expression to threaten staggering financial penalties against property owners who misgender employees or tenants. Incidents that are deemed willful and malicious will see property owners face up to 250000 in fines, while standard violations of the law will result in a $125,000 fine. For small business owners, of course, this is going to have a big impact. If, they, uh, if, if it's ongoing and they do it by accident, that's a $125,000 fine. That's pretty brutal. Uh, it's hard to even imagine. The article goes on to say here, it's not as simple as referring to trans men he or trans women as she either. The legislation makes it clear that if an individual desires, uh, property owners will have to make use of Z, this is a a new word here, it's Z-H-E, or her, spelled H-I-R, and any other preferred pronoun. Here's what the legislation actually says. The New York City requires employers and covered entities to use an individual's preferred name, pronoun, and title, regardless of the individual's sex assigned at birth, anatomy, gender, medical history, appearance, or the sex indicated on the individual's identification. Most individuals and many transgender people use female or male pronouns and titles. Some transgender and gender nonconforming people prefer to use pronouns other than he, him, his, or she, her, hers, such as they, them, theirs, or Z and her. Other violations of the law include refusing to allow individuals to use single-sex facilities, such as bathrooms, that are consistent with their gender identity, failing to provide employee health benefits for gender-affirming care, and imposing different uniforms or grooming standards based on sex or gender. Examples of such illegal behavior would include things like requiring female bartenders to wear makeup. 
Okay, so that in New York you cannot require require somebody to wear makeup as part of their uh, as part of what they're wearing for work, permitting only individuals who identify as women to wear jewelry, or requiring only individuals who identify as male to have short hair, and permitting female but not male residents at a drug treatment facility to wear wigs and high heels. So you know if somebody comes in and, and they uh, interview and then they say I want to wear high heels and I want to wear a wig, um, you have to do it. In New York City, or you risk being fined $250,000. This is the latest in what spiked online editor-in-chief Brendan O'Neill calls the crisis of character in the West, in which identities become grounded in subjective interpretation rather than objective reality. The state is now forcing society to recognize the subjective identities of individuals, regardless of how absurd or surreal they may seem. In New York City... Recognizing someone's identity is no longer a matter of case-by-case, common sense, and courtesy. Courtesy, It's Zerway or the highway. The article ends there. Uh, And that's Alam Bokhari, uh, who wrote that article. And, uh, you know, this is not just New York that's dealing with this kind of issue. Uh, Not too long ago, a teacher was fired, and you wouldn't believe it, in Texas, of all places, for not addressing a female student as a male uh, she was let go listen to what she has to say here um, and uh, this is a recording from the web listen, listen to uh, from Fox News listen to what she has to say about what happened to her and how she was fired uh, here had any questions I don't think that we should administrators allegedly gave staff this handout to refer to if students had any questions I don't think that we should be talking to other people children that's under the age of 18 about transgender after insisting on notifying parents regarding the transgender six-year-old at Children's Lighthouse Kirksey says she was fine 18 about transgender after insisting on notifying parents regarding the transgender six-year-old at Children's Lighthouse Kirksey says she was fired. The termination letter includes claims she failed to tell a worker to leave a game room and this. When the termination letter includes claims she failed to tell Okay, for some reason it keeps repeating itself there. I don't I don't know what's happening there, but this is an article of Fox on Fox News and uh, the woman who here who was fired, basically it was a 6-year-old girl who wanted to be referred to as a boy and she ends up um saying, you know, she gets a letter that that gives two reasons why she's fired, and it turns out it's mainly because she will not refer to uh, the young girl as a boy. Uh, She doesn't feel it's appropriate. She wants a letter to all the parents, and uh, she ends up losing her job. She's not the only one either. Uh, Another uh, woman who also worked, worked there was also let go. And so this is a real issue. This is a problem. Why is it that, um, this is being forced on people. I know in here in San Diego, I know two teachers who are both told by administrators, this is at public high schools, that they had to refer to a student by their opposite sex because the student said, this is how I want to be referred to as. And so um, they were told, listen, if you don't, if you don't do this, there'll be consequences. One, one of the fellows who was teaching, I'm, I'm leaving his name kind of anonymous here. One of the guys actually left the school and said, I, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to just move to a different school. And another guy I know is actually uh, involved in a, in a lawsuit over this issue. So it's a really big, it's a really big deal. So we're going to talk about this tonight. Um, how do we deal with this? Uh, the fact that our, our country seems to be going in this direction of pure uh, truth is relative. How you identify yourself is more important than by what 
your biology or the facts say about who you are. And what do you do when people disagree about, you know, who you are? Do we constantly give in to the person and their view of themselves? Or is there some point at which the facts take over? When we come back, a 52-year-old man says he's a six-year-old girl. And the question is, should we care uh, that he calls himself a six-year-old girl? Is it good for that individual and for society to encourage people to define reality however they want instead of by what the facts tell us? Are there really such things as facts even? And we're going to talk about something called solipsism. We'll be right back. We've been given a car, been forgiven, risen, we live in it, give them all. Rise up from your past, it's holding you down. This moment is all that matters, the future is now. How will the people know if we don't tell them, if we fail them, they stumble in the dark Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. You are a smart person. You know what side the butter goes on. You can't help but bark up the right tree. You even know who let the dogs out. So in your search for the perfect job, why aren't you using HelpWantedSanDiego.com? Where smart people like you know the easy way to find a local job. Millions of other smart people know they can upload their resume for free in just minutes. Plus, it's smart and mobile friendly. Just like that uh, science guy. So, smart person, use that freakishly large noodle and find a job on HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. Okay, voice of my car, please program the location coordinates for my new job interview. I cannot comply with that request. Did you say no? You don't want to drive that far to work. It makes you cranky. I don't get cranky. I recommend HelpWantedSanDiego.com. My car is giving me career advice? It's free, and uploading your resume is faster and easier than ever. You will find hundreds of great local jobs within easy driving distance. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Have I ever steered you wrong? Well, technically, I do the steering. Ha ha ha. Easy to use and easy to apply. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. If you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. There's got to be more than going back and forth. for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. And we're talking about transgenderism and moral relativism or relativism in general. Uh, we just got through talking about teachers that are facing uh, 
potentially being fired, right? In Texas, two teachers were fired for not identifying a little girl as a boy. It turns out the little girl herself was very confused. Uh, Students were getting confused. They'd call her a boy and she'd say, I'm not a boy. They'd call her a girl and she'd say, I'm not a girl. And a very, very confusing situation. And we're seeing this all over the place. New York City is now fining people for not addressing uh, people by the sex that they want to be addressed. Uh, $250,000, $125,000. By the way, the little the little girl in Texas, um, and and I don't know if this is coincidence or correlation or causation, but uh, her her parents are two homosexual men, and we'll talk a little bit about you know what causes transgenderism, uh, what's the significance there. But before we get into that, I want to talk about. Um, also, th- this takes it to a whole new level. There's a guy now um, recently has been in the news, all over the news. You can you can Google this and, and look it up. It's everywhere. Uh, his name, I can't pronounce his name, Stefan Key Walched. He thinks he is actually a six-year-old girl. Um, so he's a 52-year-old man who thinks he's a six-year-old girl. And he said this, I have a mummy and a daddy, an adopted mummy and daddy who are totally comfortable with me being a little girl. And their children and their grandchildren are totally supportive. In fact, her youngest granddaughter, when I was eight, a year ago, I was eight and she was seven. And she said to me, I want you to be the little sister, so I'll be nine. I said, well, I don't mind going to six, so I've been six ever since. Now, this is uh, really, really far out there. It's hard to imagine this kind of a situation. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people out there, they say, hey, we're fine with identifying somebody as uh, the opposite sex of what they are, but here's a 52-year-old guy now saying he's six. Are you okay with that also? And if you're not okay with that, why did you draw the line over their age, but uh, you know, not their sex? Uh, it, that seems kind of arbitrary, and is that you know some sort of phobia? Uh, it, it's very strange. I actually had I teach a Sunday school class every Sunday at Skyline Church here in San Diego, out in uh, East San Diego. Uh, if you want to join us sometime, you're welcome to 9 a.m. Uh, Skyline Church, wonderful church, and I had a one of my uh, one of the people in the class today said that she was talking with a coworker not too long ago, and the cowork she she asked her how old her children were, and her coworker said, uh, "I don't I don't tell people how old my children are. That's ageism, uh, as in you can't." She couldn't she, somehow. This is against age, right? Against how many years you've been born. This seems very uh, crazy, but I've got uh, somebody on the line here, uh, Jonesy. I'm going to ask his opinion here. Jonesy, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Um, uh, what's what's on your mind? Hey, yeah, um, man, it's just so much, so much stuff about this issue. Um, basically, like, how far does this go? Like, you're getting into this issue of ageism. Um What's to stop? What's to stop a man uh, from saying he wants to be a seventeen-year-old because he wants to date minors? Yeah, I I think that's a good point. I mean, I feel like there's where do you draw the line here? And this is subjectivism, right? This is a person saying this is how I feel about myself. And the state, right, New York City right now is saying we need to respect how people feel about them, themselves and how they identify themselves. So we have to treat them this way. And what do you do with, uh, you know, the police officer that pulls over the kid that's drinking under the age? Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. what do you do there? 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a very valid point. Um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. How, yeah, how, um, how do you, so what, what, I mean, I don't know too, too many of these individuals personally, but how far do they take it? Um, like, for instance, if there were some sort of medical emergency they had in their life, when they go to the hospital, which gender do they get? You know, I'm sure you don't know either, but I, I'm, I'm just, I, how, far, how far is this supposed to go? You know, um, if, if a, if a uh, transgender is convicted of a crime, either male or female, uh, which, which prison do they go to? Yeah, yeah, and actually this has been brought up. There are people in prison, men who are who were uh prosecuted as men and then in prison said I want to have a sex change operation. I want to go over to the other prison. And do you permit that in that case? That's a good point. I mean, yeah. re- really when we look at this, you can only take it so far. Um so even if you were to have a, a sex change operation, uh you can't you can't change everything. Uh you can't change the fact that a woman has a uterus and a man doesn't. And so uh, at some point, reality has to come into play, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, well, most of these individuals, as far as I know, um, it's really based on what they identify as. Most of them I do not think have had um, uh, surgery or whatever, right? Um, especially the kids, especially, you know, underage. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And um, so, like, just how far are, I guess, um, well, I, I got another point here. Like, so for for years, I'd say decades at least, you know, we've been kind of like force-fed this, like, moral relativism. You know, I, if you talk yeah. to anybody about um, what they think or what they believe, they're going to say, well, I believe this. And it, you know, there's, there's this very relative, uh, sense of morals. Um, but it seems like what's happening, at least it seems like from my perspective, what's happening is we're getting into something that's like truth relativism or factual relativism. Like, um, when, when do the facts stop mattering to people? You know, I hear what Um, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on college campuses, you know, a, a lot of times um, students are being taught that truth is subjective, not just moral truth, but like you're saying, all truth is subjective, and that really you can't know anything. Because truth is subjective and it changes depending upon the person, you really can't know anything at all. And uh, Jonesy, I just want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate your call. Um, and I, I'm going to pick up, when we come back from the break, I'm going to pick up on this idea that not only are morals relative, and we'll explain this, but also that all truth is relative. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Where I let you go and lost my way. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marina across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. Are you living with pain? I was after a nasty fall. I got relief with one-hour pain relief. I'm Barry Yarconi, president, and here's Lisa, a Marine who was injured in Iraq. After surviving an explosion, I was on horrible painkillers for lingering head, shoulder, back, and knee pain. But I hated the dangers and side effects. My friend told me about one-hour pain relief, and now I'm off the drugs. One-hour pain relief is the result of 15 years of research on an amazing extract from hops, the plant used to flavor beer. Whether your pain is from an injury or just aging... You get safe, all-day relief in less than one hour. Get a free one-week trial for just the small shipping charge. Call 800-300-8810 right now or visit OneHourPainRelief.com. There's no gimmicks, no obligation, no automatic shipments. Stop living with pain. Call 800-300-8810 or visit OneHourPainRelief.com. That's 800-300-8810 or OneHourPainRelief.com. AM 1170, The Answer, and am1170theanswer.com. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego, every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. And you can stream the show all over the world at am1170theanswer.com. My website's educateforlife.org, and you can pick up recordings of this show as well as many other shows that we have on there. We've got all kinds of great shows. Also, uh, Educate for Life is a... 501c3 nonprofit. If you like the program, you can support it by making a tax de- deductible contribution uh, online at donate to efl.org. We're talking about transgenderism and moral relativism or relativism in general. Is it right for the government to force a person to adopt their perspective on sexuality? So the government seems to have this perspective on sexuality that says, however a person defines themselves is what is the case. And so teachers, uh, property managers, property owners, employers are, are being forced to adopt this perspective. Now, the Bible teaches that God created people male and female. And so when, when a teacher is sitting there and has said, you need to call this little girl a boy 
right, by the administration or you will be fired is what, what happened in Texas. That's asking that person to violate their conscience or their belief or even write the, the facts. The biological sex is very obvious. Um, that's forcing that person to adhere to the government's view of sexuality. And so I think this is a, a very significant issue. What's happening is our culture is embracing relativism more and more. We have what's called moral relativism, and moral relativism is simply the idea that all morals, right, stealing, lying, murder, rape, that's all a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of fact, okay? Now, this is often justified by saying if you look around the world, different people have different morals, therefore, all morals are opinions, Okay, right. But the the truth is that if I play basketball and somebody's running down the court with the ball, they're not dribbling and they say, this is how you play basketball. And I say, no, you have to dribble the ball. That's not how you play basketball. That's traveling. Right. One of us is right. Just because we have two different opinions about how you play basketball doesn't mean that there's no way to play basketball. And so. Just because people have differences of opinion about what's morally okay doesn't mean that morals are all relative. Moral absolutism is the idea that some morals are true for everyone and some are opinion. So in this case, I'm a moral absolutist. Uh, if you're a Christian, uh, a Bible-believing Christian, you 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 should hold the position of what's called moral absolutism, which is that some in all places at all times, and then some are a pet, is, uh, is not good, right? It's morally not okay. But on the other hand, um, and, and so for another denomination, they might say dancing's okay. But, but then if you look at murder, murder is always wrong for all people in all places at all times. It doesn't matter what you think. That would be considered a moral absolute. Now, I want to just uh, differentiate between what we would call an objective fact and a subjective opinion. Okay, so an objective fact is something that exists outside of your mind, meaning um, it's not something inside your head, it's something outside of your head, right? So if I say water is wet, uh, that exists outside of my mind. Water is wet. Even if I'm not here, water is wet. Uh, If I say uh, chocolate ice cream is good, that exists in my mind, therefore it's a subjective opinion. And so this is important because when it comes to identifying yourself sexually, you might have a transgender kid or a a kid who has what is in the DSM as gender dysphoria. They may say uh, it might be a girl biologically externally right outside the mind. It's a girl. She has girl parts. But inside her mind, she's saying, no, I'm, I'm a boy. And so one is an objective fact and one is a subjective opinion. And this is really important um, because what's happening in our culture is we're saying, no, everything, all reality is subjective opinion, not objective fact. Um, We've got a caller here. uh, Looks like Brian. Brian, Brian, are you there? Oh, hey. Hey, how, Um, how you doing, Brian? It's Nathan, actually. Oh, um, Nathan. Sorry about that. Nathan Fox. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, good. What uh, um, so, what, what point are you calling to make? Yeah, I'm calling about, um, I'm just saying that, yeah, you're right. And how people are, um, how sometimes the mind can deceive you. Like, the mind and the heart, that kind of stuff can deceive you. Like you said, like you've said in class before. Yeah, it's yeah. In the Bible, the For, heart is the wickedest part. That's right. For those of you who are listening, this is one of my students from Christian High School, and a uh, very bright guy, and he gets extra credit here for calling in. Uh, thanks for calling in, Nathan. 
Um, you know, I think I think the point you're making here is right. Is that sometimes what we think is incorrect, and so if we base our reality completely on what we think, then what's going to happen is we're going to be wrong. Uh, and so we have to be very careful about saying that how we feel or how we think or what we perceive reality to be is truth rather than the facts that are around us. Uh, Nathan, thanks for calling in. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. So, so this is very important. Um, you know, for Christians, we would say that our morals are absolute because God is external to our minds and he says murder is wrong. Therefore murder is wrong. Uh, so, He's not just a figment of my imagination. He's external to my mind. Now, of course, somebody's going to say, well, I don't believe in God, so morals are opinions. They are subjective. So we'd have to get back to the evidence of you know, whether God exists or not because it, it makes a big difference. If God does exist, then we can say that morals can be grounded in that external reality, God. But if you say God doesn't exist, then all of a sudden we're kind of in this uh, sea of opinions and if you are a, an atheist or a secularist or an agnostic, then you're going to derive your moralities typically uh, from yourself, right? You're going to say, okay, this is how I feel about issues. You might get it from a moral consensus. So what does society say? I go with whatever society, most people in society agree on. Or ultimately morals will come from whoever has the biggest guns, right? Might makes right. And so when we're looking at our culture today as our culture pushes God out of society, what's going to happen is we're going to move towards relativism. And just like the, the previous caller was saying, he was saying, look, I, I seen that we have moral relativism, but now I'm seeing that relativism is e- even reaching into areas of fact. So, Uh, You have a person who is clearly biologically a woman who says, no, I'm a man. And now the state is saying you must call her a man. The state is enforcing a subjective opinion that is not grounded in objective fact. This is a scary place to be going as a culture. And I'm the part of the reason I, I felt it was important to do this show was because we need to push back against this. We it's important that we don't just go okay because somebody said to me once well what's the big deal if a girl wants to be called a boy we'll call her a boy who cares well you know we have to think past the immediate circumstances to what are the long what is the long-term impact of somebody saying i get to define reality for myself you've got a 52 year old guy who says he's a six-year-old girl there's implications there if somebody says um i'm I'm 21 when in fact they're 16. Are you going to say, hey, well, you know what? We've got to go with their subjective opinion. That's how they feel they are. Uh, you know, ageism is what that, that one person was saying. And so this is a very important subject. We're going to continue to talk about this when we get back. We'll talk a little bit more about transgenderism and what people think causes it. Stay with us. Very important subject. We'll be right back. Fear feels bigger than my faith And struggles steal my breath away When my back's pressed up against the wall A lot is riding on your car's safety and performance. Count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. 
Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard. Honesty, integrity, and quality service. ASC, BBB, and NAPA certified. 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. You are a smart person. You know what side the butter goes on. You can't help but bark up the right tree. You even know who let the dogs out. So in your search for the perfect job, why aren't you using HelpWantedSanDiego.com? Where smart people like you know the easy way to find a local job. Millions of other smart people know they can upload their resume for free in just minutes. Plus, it's smart and mobile friendly. Just like that uh, science guy. So, smart person, use that freakishly large noodle and find a job on HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. Okay, voice of my car, please program the location coordinates for my new job interview. I cannot comply with that request. Did you say no? You don't want to drive that far to work. It makes you cranky. I don't get cranky. I recommend HelpWantedSanDiego.com. My car is giving me career advice? It's free, and uploading your resume is faster and easier than ever. You will find hundreds of great local jobs within easy driving distance. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Have I ever steered you wrong? Well, technically, I do the steering. Ha ha ha. Easy to use and easy to apply. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. AM 1170, The Answer. There's got to be more than going back and forth. From doing right to doing wrong. Because we were taught that's who we are. Come on, get in line right behind me. You along with everybody. Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on am1170theanswer.com. My website's at... My website is educateforlife.org, and you can pick up a recording of this show if you would like. And uh, we're discussing transgenderism and relativism. Uh, is truth relative to the individual? Should we place a person's subjective view of themselves over what we see in reality? And a very um, important question has far-reaching implications. I have a Rick on line one here. Rick, welcome to Educate for Life. Yes, hi, Kevin. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I really appreciate your show. I'm glad you're dealing with these tough issues. Fantastic. And, um, yes, um, this is one of the toughest, and I think um, this is a result of the degrading of our culture uh, for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, I remember back in the 70s, a book came out called uh, uh, Situational Ethics. And um, I'm a Christian, and I come from um, a background of uh, gender identity confusion from a young child. Okay. And um, so I, I uh, um, have recovered from that, thank God. And, ha- and how so did you do I that, got, Rick? Well, I, be- I got saved when I was in eighth grade, and um, at that point I was suicidal. But uh, I believe um, strongly that uh, it is a developmental thing, not an, not a genetic issue. Mm. Now, did you have that, to go to uh, ca- counseling for that or something, Rick? 
Uh, no, I well, I attempted to go to a number of uh, counselors, some good, some bad, through the years. I've done a lot of reading and uh, just immersing myself in in the Bible and in Christian books and working through those issues as best I could, what, and some what, counseling and some support groups. Okay, and what would you say to somebody who's listening who who struggles with this or has a relative that struggles with this? What encouragement would you give to them? Well, I would encourage uh, the person to speak the truth in love, to accept the person where they are, and pray for them and support them in their growth uh, to to whatever extent they could. Um, it's a extremely deep-seated issue that mm. starts in very early childhood. My parents, uh, I was second born. My older brother, I believe, was claimed by my father, my, and I, as the second-born son, was claimed by my mother. Oh, okay. My dad was a, my dad was emotionally and psychologically abusive, so I basically rejected him because I felt I was rejected by him, and I gravitated toward my mother, who, since she had a, a bad marriage with my father, uh, she basically trained me to be her confidant. I see. So, okay. She, um, do, you know, and to, there's good and bad that came out of that because I, I grew up with uh, good emotional intelligence and communication skills. But um, I remember my parents, um, you know, we had three boys and people would say, oh, what cute little three boys you have. Uh, where's your girl? And my parents would say, um, Rick can be our girl. Oh, wow. So I was getting all kinds of messages mm. uh, from a very early age that, um, you know, I, I was gravitating toward the female because it was safer yeah. uh, than the males. I became threatened by the, by uh, boy, boyhood, but at the same time, I longed to be, um, to find my, my identity and my, my boyness and maleness and, um, and then, um, but I gravitated towards being a girl and wanted to be a girl and, and felt like a girl. So I developed um, very effeminate uh, characteristics, mannerisms, speech patterns, attitudes, interests. And I gravitated towards playing with girl toys, playing with girls, uh, dressing, uh, dressing like a little girl at times. And things like that, and my parents didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so they did the best they could, and we were a church-going family. But even though a, a family goes to church, doesn't necessarily mean they're functional. Um, they and they still have their psychological issues. Oh, that's, I, that's surely the case. Uh, now, I Rick, uh, what what is your Go view ahead. of this movement towards allowing a child who identifies as the opposite sex? kind of encouraging and nurturing that do you do you think that that's a good thing would that have helped you or do you think that that's not a good thing i mean i know you're a christian so you're probably opposed to that but i just wanted to hear your perspective on that yeah absolutely not it's it's like um the squeaky wheel gets the grease when society because it's not grounded anymore in biblical truth mm. um it's catering to the the complainer or the exception and, um, you know, we, um, 
I used to have an employer that if somebody did something in the in in our um, office that was wrong, instead of correcting that person and telling them to shape up, they would call a group meeting and say, you know, this problem's occurring. Uh, we want you to knock it off. Well, that was. Um, blaming everyone else for the one person that did the error. Yeah. So, you know, because our, our society has drifted um, away from biblical truth, um, then God, uh, I was just reading, re- reading Romans 1, and if anybody's listening, if they read through Romans 1, uh, there's a a systematic uh, situation where when people turn away from God, uh, gradually they, God gives them over to error and mm. wrong thinking and futile thinking, and, yeah. and uh, they suffer the consequences. And unfortunately, our society is now suffering the consequences of, re- of moral relativism. Yeah, we see it all around us. Rick, I really want to thank you for calling in. I really uh, appreciate it. I, I'm sure that our listeners um, appreciate what you had to share, and you have a powerful testimony. So uh, God bless you, and thank you very much. May I, may I say one last thing? Yeah, absolutely. Rick, there, go ahead. There are support groups uh, in the San Diego area. The Rock Church has a support group for people with these issues or family members with these issues and um in point loma other, right uh in point loma yep and okay. there are several other churches that have support groups for either people dealing with gender identity confusion or same-sex attraction or family members uh or neighbors that you know that they need to learn how to deal with the situation and there's plenty of books online uh, about these things, and there there is um, a movement uh, you can find online that is Christian, um, and even some secular, like jo- Joseph Nicolosi, Doctor Joseph Nicolosi, mm. is a secular Jewish man that has a, a psychology ministry. Uh, for people with these issues. Thank you so much, Rick. I really, really appreciate you calling in. God bless you, and God bless everything you're doing. Just uh, pray that Lord, the Lord blesses you. Thank you so much, and God bless you in your ministry. Okay, have a good night. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, stay with us. We still have some more to cover. Walk this life beneath the stars. Contemplate just to In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
to tell you a little secret, guys. CrazyPriceMall.com. It's online shopping. I hate going to the mall. I like things shipped to me. I like to buy it when I want to buy it. I might want to sit around in my shorts or skivvies. You can't ever tell. But that's what Crazy Price Mall allows me to do. I need to buy a gift, and it solved my problem. That's CrazyPriceMall.com. All items are 50% plus off. Anywhere from restaurants to jewelry to you name it. You know, one more thing you'll find on CrazyPriceMall.com. That's where we put our half-price tuitions. I've told you about it before. Quality Christian education's half-price. Just check out CrazyPriceMall.com. New items are listed every week, so you want to go back very often. Now get your items first before you tell your friends about it or they'll beat you to it. That's CrazyPriceMall.com. This is AM 1170, The Answer. From the corner of my eye There's a tear I'm trying to cry but the feeling can't be found Like a note thrills in a song Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer in San Diego. My website's educateforlife.org. If you want to support this program, um, Educate for Life is a 501c3 nonprofit. You can make a tax-deductible contribution to support this radio program at donate to efl.org that's donate to efl.org and we're talking about relativism transgenderism stuff's going all on all over our country country we've got um teachers being let go for not addressing uh, little boys as girls or little girls as boys we've got new york city talking about finding people in california we have a law that says you cannot uh, a professional counselor cannot help somebody under 18 who wants to change their sexual feelings so if they want if they have homosexual feelings and they want to get rid of those and replace them with heterosexual feelings in california it's illegal for a professional counselor to do that and this all has to do with the state's um idea of of how things should be done now there is a a philosophy called solipsism Solipsism, if you look up the definition, it's an extreme preoccupation with and indulgence of one's feelings, desires, etc. Egoistic self-absorption. Essentially what it says is, uh, solipsism says that the individual's feelings about reality matter more than reality itself. And and our country seems to be drifting in that in that direction, along with relativism, at least in a, a variety of states. This is the case. Now, I want to just um, talk about briefly about transgenderism and sexual reassignment surgery. Uh, informed consent is very critical. If you go to narth.com, they have a, a ton of articles on this. Their whole website is dedicated to understanding the, the issues surrounding gender and sexual identity. Um, it says here there was a recent study of youth who went who underwent sexual reassignment surgery it was a 2015 study reported from boston 180 transsexual youth 106 female to male 74 male to female had a twofold to threefold increased risk of psychiatric disorders including depression anxiety disorder suicidal ideation suicide attempt self-harm without lethal intent and both inpatient and outpatient mental health treatment compared to a control group of youth 
And the, the mean age here was nine, uh, these, these kids going through this uh, process. The largest study was an analysis of over 300 people who had undergone SRS in Sweden over the past 30 years. The 2011 study demonstrated that persons after sex reassignment have considerably higher risks for mortality, suicidal behavior, and psychiatric morbidity than the general population. Now, um, you may have heard the name Dr. Paul McHugh. He he is a, was at John Hopkins for a very long time, uh, and he's been dealing with these issues for about 40 years. 26 years he was uh, a psychiatrist-in-chief of John Hopkins. So um, he wrote an article in 2014, which I want to read uh, some of it because it's so relevant to what we're talking about. And he has a pretty, uh, you know, if anybody would know about these issues, it would be him. So he says right here, the government and media alliance advancing the transgender cause has gone into overdrive in recent weeks. On May 30th, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Review Board ruled that Medicare can pay for the reassignment surgery sought by the transgender, those who say they don't identify with their biological sex. Earlier last month, Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel said that he was open to lifting a ban on transgender individuals serving in the military. Time Magazine, seeing the trend, ran a cover story for its June 9th issue called The Transgender Tipping Point, America's Next Civil Rights Frontier. Yet policymakers and the media are doing no favors either either to the public or the transgendered by treating their confusions as a right in need of defending rather than as a mental disorder that deserves understanding, treatment, and prevention. This intensely felt sense of being transgendered constitutes a mental disorder in two respects. The first is that the idea of sex misalignment is simply mistaken. It does not correspond with physical reality. The second is that it can lead to grim psychological outcomes. The transgendered suffer a disorder of assumption, and he has this in quotes, like those in other disorders familiar to psychiatrists. With the transgendered, the disordered assumption is that the individual differs from from what seems given in nature, namely one's maleness or femaleness. Other kinds of disordered assumptions are held by those who suffer from anorexia and bulimia nervosa, where the assumption that departs from physical reality is the belief by the dangerously thin that they are overweight. And so what he's saying here is when a when a, somebody who's suffering from anorexia looks in the mirror, they see somebody that's overweight when in fact they're not. And he's saying that this compares to uh, to what we would call uh, transgender, you know, disorder here or uh, dysphoria um, is that they're there. They don't like who they are. They say, I feel that I am a male when I'm biologically female or vice versa. And so with body dysmorphic disorder, an often socially crippling condition, the individual is consumed by the assumption, quote, I'm ugly. These disorders occur in subjects who have come to believe that some of their psychosocial conflicts or problems will be resolved if they can change the way they appear to others. Such ideas work like ruling passions in their subject's mind and tend to be accompanied by a solipsistic argument. And that's what we talked about, solipsism. And that is the idea that the person's internal reality, how they feel about themselves, is more important than their external biological reality. For the transgender, this argument holds that one's feelings of gender is a conscious, subjective sense that being in one's mind cannot be questioned by others. The individual often seeks not just society's tolerance of this, quote, personal truth, but an affirmation of it. And this is what we're seeing in our culture today. We're seeing the state mandate how teachers address students based on how the student feels. 
Here rests the support for transgender equality, the demands for government payment for medical and surgical treatments, and for access to all sex-based public roles and privileges. With this argument, advocates for the transgender have persuaded several states, including California, New Jersey, and Massachusetts, to pass laws barring psychiatrists, even with parental permission, from striving to restore natural gender feelings to a transgender minor. Now, um, he goes on, this article is uh, pretty in-depth, and one of the points he makes here that's so important is the fact that somebody may say, hey, you can't invalidate how a person feels, but you have to understand that the whole whole, um, career field of psychology and psychiatry is dependent upon the idea that sometimes people can have wrong feelings about reality, about themselves, right? We don't say a depressed person uh, needs to be honored in their depression. Now, their feelings are validated in the fact that, yes, they, they feel this way. But do we want to say that, that that is how they need to identify from now on? You are a depressed person. And, and so what he's saying is, is that the whole, the whole industry of psychiatry is geared towards helping somebody adjust the way they think, right? Cognitive psychology. Uh, it's to adjust that, that the person has feelings that are hindering uh, their life, that are, they're making their life less enjoyable. And this is, um, this is uh, Dr. John, uh, John, I'm sorry, Paul McHugh of John Hopkins, who's making this statement. So I encourage you to look up the article and read it. It's a powerful article, but I think in conclusion, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that this direction that our country seems to be going is not a good one. Uh, I think it's a bad idea for our government to embrace solipsism, the idea that the greatest definition of reality is an individual's own subjective definition of reality. We need to, we need to stick with the facts, objective fact, which ex- exists outside of our mind, rather than trying to make reality conform to our feelings about reality. Uh, we want our perception to line up with how things really are. Okay, so a teacher shouldn't be forced to submit to a child's idea of what biological sex they are, and it's ridiculous that New York is fining people for identifying people by their bi- biology, right? So in New York, you can be fined for calling a person a woman who who calls themselves a man. That is not a good thing. We're embracing... Uh, a false reality when we do that. So I'm encouraging my listeners um, to push back against this, not in a bad way, not in a hostile way, not in a mean way, because we're called to be loving, kind, and and uh, courteous and respectful and uplifting, but to not just allow this to overtake our country without us pointing out the fallacies here and the potential dangers that are involved, which are many. Um, we're on the radio every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m., AM 1170, The Answer. My name is Kevin Conover. I'm your host. We're on Educate for Life. If you like what you hear, please support us. You can make a tax-deductible contribution uh, at donate to EFL.org. My website is educateforlife.org. I hope you'll join us next week, too, as we continue to discuss all these issues that are influencing and affecting our lives. God bless you. Have a great night.
Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170, The Answer. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org.